Welcome into the End of Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for the opening card of the spring meet at Keeneland, Friday, April the 2nd. And it includes three stakes races, two of them graded, and they're part of the late pick four that we're going to take a look at. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Keeneland is um, looks looking beautiful and a really nice couple of cards to start the weekend. Uh, front-loaded with a lot of the spring meet stakes. So, Jim, let's jump in in the seventh race. It's the Palisades Turf Sprint, five-and-a-half furlongs on the turf for three-year-olds. The uh, favorite in there is probably going to be the horse that won the first race of what might be the only spring meet ever at Keeneland, Fauci. Uh, and uh, what do you think about the, the, the turf sprint? Well, you got to like her in here. Um, uh, numbers are good. Wesley Ward obviously gets ready for Keeneland. Uh, one question mark, she is, she's been off since September the 12th, or he's been off since September the 12th. And um, um, that's a little bit of a concern, but he ran well at Kentucky Downs on a soft track. He's run on soft, firm, and yielding, and good. He's had, he's had a dirt race <coughs> that he ran well on, so he's very consistent, a deserving favorite. But uh don't think I don't need to single him to start to pick four. I'm going to use him on top here, but I'm going to also use the Chris Hartman horse looking for Loki. Uh, with Mitchell Murrell coming out of the fairgrounds. Uh, got a lot of early speed and faded and last time out uh, on the turf. Um, I think you can just toss that one and uh, uh, with a little bit of uh, the inside draw and some speed, I'm going to use him. going to use Bodenheimer coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint uh, last year. Keeneland been off since then, but that's a lot of back class won the Indian summer to get in there for Valerie Lund. I remember her in the winter's circle were so excited about getting this horse in the, in the Breeders' Cup. And then I'm going to use Blameworthy for Giroux and Christopher Davis coming off a really uh, great race at Fairgrounds with 87 buyer. A horse that tends to run, had a throwout at, when they stretched about to a mile and 16th, but uh, they're going to try something else different with him uh, on the turf. But uh, the breeding is Blame. I'm not sure that's a great turf breeding, but I'm going to use Giroux in here anyway. I think he's he may be set for a really good meat he's running he's winning at a 29 percent clip on the year so i'm gonna go four deep we'll get to pick four fauci is my pick but i'm gonna use a couple others yeah i took fauci uh, as well i figured he'd be pretty salty in here um bodenheimer i really like that uh race that he won at keeneland and uh, i've got to have him on the ticket and then uh blameworthy was the other one i took a look at uh, i like in these turf sprints if horses coming from from the dirt i want it to be a horse that's really fast and this horse has been out on the front end so i think first time on the turf that speed could be a big asset so i'm going to use all three of those when we get to the pick four but fauci is the win pick eighth race the grade three beaumont three-year-old fillies at the about seven furlong distance a little over seven furlongs this race presented by keeneland select i ended up on a malfi princess for mike maker second start off the layoff and um, ran in a grade three after uh, winning a maiden race, so uh, they clearly had a high opinion of this filly. Farsighted, though, I think uh, merits a lot of respect for Rusty Arnold. She had a, a nice three-year-old debut effort to tune up for this. Uh, I talked to uh, Rusty for an interview that will be out on the Keeneland social media, and they're really uh, high on this filly, and she's run well twice here, so that's a big plus. And then Slumber Party, uh, just off that nice uh, win last time, um, a little bit of a layoff here, but uh, maybe they were pointing for this spot. But uh, for Kelly Breen, I'm going to use that one as well. Uh, Amalfi Princess is the win pick, but I think really any one of those three I could see winning this. How about you? 
I went with Slumber Party. I thought that race at Gulfstream was extremely impressive, um, uh, debuting at seven furlongs, which is a tough distance, and she just wiped them out. And one of the horses that she beat past the Champagne is coming back in the uh, Central Bank Ashland on Saturday. And past the Champagne uh, finished second by seven and a half lengths and came back and won the next time out and is is pointing to the Oaks now with a with the you know, a good finish, hopefully, in the uh, Ashland. So um, I'm, I'm, I think Slumber Party is the real deal here. I like Kelly Breen. I think that first-time start, and they're coming out of the 10-hole at Gulfstream, beating 12 horses, uh, beating a horse that's going to come back and run a grade one. I just think even though she's giving up a lot of experience, I'm going to take her here, and I'm going to take her big. I'm a singular to pick four. So um, I'm off your princess is, is good, but the numbers aren't that strong. And uh, Farsighted has got a lot of good experience um, and won the last time out on a sloppy track at Gulfstream. Not going to get a sloppy track here um, on Saturday. So I, I'm just going to stick with Slumber Party here. That's my single, and I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, roll the dice on uh, Kelly Breen. Ninth race is the Grade 3 Kentucky Utilities Transylvania at a mile and the 16th on the turf for three-year-olds. Uh, Fire at Will, probably going to be favored in here. He was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf winner. They tried him on the dirt last time. That didn't work well. So he's back on his preferred surface. And uh, I guess the question is, can you beat Fire at Will? Well, that was that's the obvious single. And that, that's why I'm trying to get a little value in the pick four here because I'm going to go a little deeper here. Um, I think Fire at Will is the best horse in the race off the um, – Win at Keeneland in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Again, I, I agree with you. They tried him in Fountain Youth. That didn't work, so he's going to be a turf horse from now on probably. That that serves as a good tune-up for this race. He'll probably win. But I'm going to use a couple of other horses in here. I'm going to use uh, Phil D'Amato's horse shipping from Santa Anita, Earl's Rock with Giroux. Uh, two for two in North America after debuting in Ireland. But uh, Flavian Pratt won two races with him out in Santa Anita um, at a mile on turf and six and a half furlongs. So distance shouldn't be a problem here. Um, and has, you know, obviously two race win streak at Santa Anita. If it transfers over here, she, uh, he's going to be tough to beat. And I'm also going to use Scarlet Sky for Suge McGahee coming out of the Palm Beach Stakes at Gulfstream when he just got nosed out by Annex, who came back and won next time out. So Scarlet Sky, I think, has a big shot in here. Probably my second choice to fire at will, and I'm going to – box those two in an exacto, but I'm going to go three deep. We'll get the pick four. I ended up um, on fire at will, but I think Scarlet Sky has a big shot that second to Annex is awfully impressive. Where Annex came back and won last weekend. Uh, talked to Shug, uh, and um, they uh, are really high on, on this one, so I think he's got a big shot. Uh, numbers are, are right there with fire at will. Palazzi, I think, was worth a look from the Marcassi barn, the, the race two back uh, is in the ballpark of what it would take to win this. And then Earl's Rock would be the other one off those uh, two strong wins you mentioned in California. And uh, I uh, tra- talked to Phil D'Amato for an interview that will be on the Today at Keeneland show on Friday. And he said this is basically to see how good this horse is. They've been impressed with his two starts, so they wanted to send him to the East Coast and uh, find a spot here that would tell them how good this horse is against horses like Fire at Will and Scarlet Sky. So a little bit of a of a, a test for Earl's Rock. Uh, so I'm going to take Fire at Will on top. Probably going to go three deep when we get to the pick four just to, uh, because of budgetary reasons. But uh, I think um, it's a nice, nice renewal of the Kentucky Utilities Transylvania. 
Tenth race is for three-year-old Philly Maidens going a mile and a 16th. And Temperament Twist was my pick in here. And if you look at who she's run against, it's horses we've already talked about. She ran in the Slumber Party race that you mentioned and then passed the Champagne, came out of that race and came back and, and won impressively. And uh, she was in Temperament Twist, was in that race. So, um, you know, the two turns uh, should not be a problem uh, with her pedigree. And it's uh, Suge and Rosario and just a lot to like about uh, Temperament Twist. I, I don't think you'll get the 7-2 to two morning line odds on her, I suspect, because of especially if Slumber Party uh, wins the Beaumont. Um, Queen Bourbon, the one, just on the second start for the Ian Wilkes bar, and that's often, a, often an improvement angle, so I would use that one. Uh, GGB for uh, Walsh. Precipitate for Chad Brown. I definitely will use. Uh, it's a little bit of a wider post that I would like going to mine on the 16th, but it's Chad Brown. And then uh, the six Suki I'm going to throw in for Dallas Stewart. So I'm going to go a little deeper in that last leg. But of those last two races, Temperament Twist looks awfully strong to me. How about you? I tend to agree. Um, uh, another horse came out at uh, the last race, another woman, and came back and won. So I've got on my notes here under Temperament Twist, uh, caught tough fields. And uh, that's true. So uh, I, I think she's got a big shot in here. Since I singled in the second leg, uh, I'm going to go really deep in here and, and may, when we get to pick four, may, may take all. I hadn't decided yet, but I'm going to give you two tickets. Um, if Temperament Twist does not win, you mentioned three horses that I didn't have in my original top four. I've got Be Like Water for Vicki Oliver that you didn't mention. Uh, ran well at, at Churchill last uh, November, then came back at Tampa and off the turf. They tried to try to get her on the turf, and uh, it was taken off. But she ran she ran well. Uh, Iligami for Rusty Arnold that you didn't mention, uh, I like. And um, uh, Precipitate was the one that we did agree on. And I can even make a case for Shion for uh, Cherie Devoe. Uh, ran a second at Fairgrounds, got beat by Euphoric, who's really good, and, and Euphoric came back and won again uh, last, the last weekend of Fairgrounds meet. So I'm going to go deep here. I, I'm going to either – you could play a cheap ticket and single temperament twist, or you can or you can take – I don't know how you can eliminate the other horses. So anyway, we'll get the pick four, which I assume you're going to segue into here. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think you make a good point about the last race. If temperament twist – is the one off those uh, two efforts, then uh, she could just win this and uh, look really good doing it and, and be a good single. But uh, if not, if you say if she was not in the race, you could make a case for about everybody else. There's a Kenny McPeak horse uh, that's just had one start from last summer in the in the two hole that, you know, you know, he points for this meet. And, uh, you know, I was looking at a horse like Suki for Dallas Stewart that I threw in my ticket only because the horse improved uh, a little when going on two turns. And so this is the second time two turns. So, you know, these are young horses, um, some of them, many of them stretching out for the first time. So uh, you might catch a price uh, here if uh, Temperament Twist does not win it. So pick four. I'm going to start with uh, eight, two, four with uh, Fauci on top. And I added the four. I ended up taking out a horse in another race so I could add Blameworthy because I think I might get a little better of a price in the in the pick four if he were to uh, win it. So eight, two, four. With four three two, the three I mentioned in the Beaumont, and then uh, the Transylvanias, where I uh, I left off Earl's Rock and just went four one two in there, uh, with Fire at Will at top on top, and then three one seven nine six in the last leg for a sixty seven dollar and fifty cent ticket. I would uh, like to and originally had Earl's Rock on there and scratched him out to add Blameworthy in the first leg, so uh, the ticket would have been too expensive. 
uh, with both of them in there. So uh, as you can tell, uh, the, uh, the fewest horses I have in any race is three. So um, I couldn't find a single anywhere. Uh, but uh, I know you like Slumber Party, so tell me how you're going to play your ticket. Yeah, I'm going to give you two tickets. I'm going to give you a really cheap one and a, really, and a fairly expensive one. I'm going to go four deep in the first leg with the one, two, four, eight, the ones we talked about, um, with Fauci being my top pick as well. Uh, I've got a single slumber party in the second leg. I'm going to go three deep in the uh, Transylvania with the one, four, six, Scarlet Sky and Fire at Will. And I did add Earl's Rock because I've got plenty of money to play with. And then I'm going to play one ticket. I think singling temperament twist, the three in the last leg, and that's a grand total of a six dollar fifty cent ticket. <laughs> so if you want to play that, if you want to play that ticket, you can play it for two dollars and fifty cents for thirty bucks, and you got two singles and you got spread in two races, and that's my opinion. But I'm also going to play another ticket that only costs fifty four dollars. It goes one two four eight, and this is the ticket I'm actually going to put on the website. Uh, one two four eight with two with one four six, and I'm going to take them all because I think the way we talked about that tenth race. Temperament Twist is good. I don't think she's a standout, and if if she gets beat, any of them can win. So you can get a big price there. And so play a small one, play a big one, and um, pull for it the way you you know way you'd like to see it in tenth race if you're alive. You know, you look back to that tenth race again. I was looking again at GGB, the seven horse, ten to one, and it's the second start for a Brendan Walsh horse that's ridden by Tyler Gaffleyone. They're adding yeah. blinkers, and the horse comes out of the past the champagne race and finished sixth out of ten, and uh, now stretching out has the pedigree to go long. So, I mean, there's just a good example of that uh, last race, and you know, I, I think that's a that looks like it could be a a decent bunch that you know, keep an eye on uh, the you know top couple of finishers in that race because that could be a really nice maiden race, which you see a lot at the spring meet at Keeneland. Yeah, when Ben and I talked about the structure of the of the card, and some people don't understand what we do here, but we try to make a pick four and a pick five really competitive. We try not to put a maiden special weight with no with a bunch of first time starters at the end of the card. When he gave me this race, I looked at the race and I thought this is a great race to finish up the card. Uh, you don't want to put this at the seventh race. You'd rather have it than you know. You'd rather have a we had three stakes races in a row, so we got plenty of form to look at. But what you don't want to do is put a bunch of first-time starters in as the last race. You want to put in the first race of a pick four or pick five so that the players have a chance to look at the board before they unload on a pick four or pick five. This is a perfect end of a meet, end of a day uh, for a pick four or pick five because you could go so many different ways here. Hopefully you were riding with us last week. Uh, I had the pick four down at Gulfstream. Uh, so uh, between Jim and I, we've had some good success in these late pick fours in recent weeks. But nice to hit one on the opening day of the spring meet to get things started off on the right foot and build up that bankroll. So good luck with the opening day card, and we'll have a podcast here for every day of the spring racing meet. So we'll be back with the Saturday card, all those stakes races, coming up in the next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.